Welcome to the Snowboarding Podcast, All I Really Need to Know I Learned from Snowboarding. I'm Chris Rogers. And I'm Nick Alfieri. This is the podcast where myself and Chris talk about all the life lessons we've learned from snowboarding, not just the good ones, but some of the struggles we've had along the way. So please stay tuned for this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode. It's been really cool over the last couple of weeks hearing questions and comments from you as we've started putting these podcasts out. And one of the common questions you've asked is for us to do an episode on recovering from injuries and how injuries kind of interplay with careers in snowboard instruction. And I'd say we both really liked the idea of this topic because we've both had our share of injuries. My main ones are a knee injury from when I was 19 that's never really been the same since, a separated shoulder, and a broken wrist. Those injuries affected what I could do on my snowboard for a long time and also played into the mental game of having a career that's tied to a physical activity like this where you really might not be able to work. I've definitely had a few different injuries, uh, a knee injury and then some head injuries throughout the years that have had an effect with me. While myself and Chris have had injuries, we wanted to take the opportunity to sit down with someone who's fresh off an injury. All those feelings still that you have from an injury are fresh with them. It's really current. And we got the opportunity to sit down with one of our friends, someone who we've worked with for a long time, and his name is Tony Macri. He's on the ASI national team with myself and Chris. We're pretty excited both for our first interview episode and for our first episode that's responding to you guys and really putting an episode together that's based on what you asked us to do. We're going to get right into it and we're going to dive straight into this interview about the physical side of injury, also the mental side and emotional side of injury and injury recovery that he's been through that I think a lot of us can relate to as we go through. So please stay tuned. We're just going to jump right in. Tony, thanks for joining us on this episode talking about recovering from injury. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I'm excited to be here and, and stoked to see you know this podcast. Well, this is, a, this is an awesome idea and I'm pleased to be involved. So Tony... Tell us um, real quick, kind of maybe your story, lay it out, how it happened, what your injury was. Just just fill people in kind of on the whole the whole story. Sure, yeah. So um, <clears throat> going into the Rider Rally, I was actually in China doing like a month straight of work. Get back to the States, straight into uh, to meeting you guys at Rider Rally. I kind of showed up a day late, kind of straight off the plane, a bit jet lag. And um, first couple of days was great. You know, we were get, we were dealing with some spring conditions, some wet snow and, and cold snow and stuff. And then on that last day, I was starting to get, you know, back uh, acclimated. And, and I think it was Nick. I think you were saying like, oh, Tony, you're going to go with the, the all-mountain freestyle crew. And there's a couple crew that wanted to go upside down. Tony, you do backflips, so you're going to take this crew and teach them how to do backies. Hold on, hold on. You do not get to blame. <laughs> Are you about <laughs> to injury blame not, me right now? Not blaming, Is that not what's blaming about you. to happen? Not blaming <laughs> But anyways... <laughs> Um, so, it, hey, it, it was great. It was a great morning out with the crew. And, uh, you know, we're throwing backies, throwing front flips. Everyone's having a great time. And a fun, safe environment, especially with the spring conditions. And at the end of the day, about 3 o'clock, <clears throat> through my last little backie, landed on some flat, sticky snow. And as soon as I landed, jammed it forward and just felt a little pinch in my knee. I was like, okay, no big deal. We're riding down to uh, meet down with the rest of the crew. Hit a little, maybe a five-foot little cliff drop. And as soon as I landed, I heard a real pronounced pop almost like popping the champagne bottle. Um, so I was pretty stunned, kind of sat down, and uh, and the pain totally went away. And at that point, Linda Garrett, photographer, was uh, was there, and uh, she knew right away what it was because she had blown an ACL a couple times. Linda was like, yep, it's definitely an ACL. It's real painful to start, and then it, uh, it goes away. Wow, crazy. So 
kind of interesting in that you had someone there who diagnosed you right on the spot and said, boom, this is an ACL. Tony, what was uh, what were some of the first thoughts running through your head? Well, to be honest, the first thoughts were um, riding down in the toboggan. The first thought was like, darn, that, there goes my whole summer in New Zealand. I'm not going to be able to snowboard in New Zealand because I'm going to have to recover from this injury if it is truly an ACL. Like, obviously, your first thought is, is it an ACL or is it something a little bit, a little bit less? And you're hoping, hoping less, but it was actually more. And then the second thought was, oh no, do I have insurance? Because I canceled my credit card and my insurance was locked into my credit card. Oh, that, that. So did you have insurance? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, so what was, so what was your thought after you learned that? Well, that, that didn't hit me until like a, at least a month or two later. Oh, that is such a bummer. Yeah, and bills started flowing in. Oh man! So obviously that's that's kind of a uh, a short synopsis of the whole process that happened. So how did the surgery go? And did the surgery go to what you expected? Did you have to consult with doctors? And were you able to get into surgery pretty quick? Yeah, I guess you know right off the bat, your first thing you do is you go home and you, you know you just kind of start putting things into perspective. You know, I was definitely pretty upset with what happened. Um, and then, and then straight away you go into research mode straight away. I'm starting to research, like, what do I need to do? What's a recovery process? You know, what are my options? And, and with an ACL, for example, your options are different graphs, right? You got your hamstring graph, your patella tendon graph, um, the new one, which I did, which is a quad tendon graph, or you have a cadaver graph. So from there, I started doing my own, my own, uh, research online and then talking to my doctor and found a great doctor based out of, uh, Vail, Colorado, um, who's been doing a lot of these injuries, um, dealing with the U.S. ski team as well. So, um, so I decided to go with the quad tendon graft, which is a, a quite newer process. Gotcha. And so you were talking about after, right after it happened, you're, you were thinking about, oh man, I'm going to miss this Southern Hemisphere season. And you started thinking kind of short term, all the things that were going to happen after you got that injury, um, assuming your mind starts to change and you start to think maybe a little bit more long term of what's going to happen. How did your mental strength, maybe your your mental thoughts change after you started to get into recovery? Well, that's uh, that's a great point, Nick. Like, first of all, you um, you know, you have the initial injury, and then a month later, you go in for surgery. And it wasn't until after I was laying on the couch at home after surgery that I'm recovering. And really, at that point, the New Zealand season starts going. And as that starts going, so does my social media feed. Right, and all my friends and my homies down in the southern hemisphere start showing me what they're doing and stuff. And the biggest mental thing for me there was like, oh no, I'm gonna fall behind. I'm not gonna be able to keep up with the pack, right? You, we all know in this industry, especially when you're involved at a pretty high level in the industry, you you know you have to stay on your game. You have to stay on your game. You have to keep educating yourself, keep keep staying physically fit, keep challenging yourself on snow, challenging yourself off snow, uh, constantly to stay at the top of the game. And for me to be sitting on the couch feeling like I'm not challenging myself, I'm not growing, so I feel like everyone's taken, taken off, and I'm starting to lose sight of the lead of the pack and, uh, and starting to fall back in the marathon, so to speak. You hit on it a little bit, kind of how it affected you emotionally. Can you go maybe a little bit more in depth on the emotional side of things? And I know the physical side of things is typically maybe easier. It's something we talk about. It's something we can all... Like, yep, okay, your arm is broken. This is what you need to do. Here's the steps you need to take to get better. You get to A, then you go to B, then you go to C, then you go to D. But something we don't always talk about is the emotional effect that injuries might have on you. I don't know if you had 
any specific emotional um, effects or things that really impacted you greatly from this injury. Yeah, uh, I can definitely tell you that was that was by far the biggest thing that hit me, and I was not prepared for the emotional side of it. Like, um, actually, it was Nick. Like, you were, um, you know, you were living with me at the time, and one thing that you said to me at one point. You know, you, you kind of came over and asked me how I was doing and stuff. We had a little chat and you talked about, you know, a book that you read or something where you were talking about how athletes die twice, right? Yeah. And I, I remember you talking to me about that and that put a reality to me as like, why, you know, why am I struggling so hard? And I've never been somebody to really believe in too much depression. I was like, okay, you just, you know, you deal with stuff, you swallow, swallow your pride, deal with stuff and move on. But I definitely moved into a state of depression. I definitely got really, really bummed out wondering if I'm ever going to be able to do what I used to do, wondering, you know, if I'm going to have to change careers. Oh my God, what have I, you know, like I haven't done anything other than snowboarding for so long. So absolutely, I started getting super depressed. I remember one point I was sitting on my bed and started to cry and my dog jumped up and started licking my face and that put a smile on my face. But you really, it's a struggle to keep keep a smile on your face and keep pushing through. And, you know, once you get into the PT and stuff like that, that kind of keeps you moving forward. But just like any any depression situation, the more you think about your scenario at that time, the more you're not going to move forward and you have to get into the gym. You have to keep moving forward so that you can start start getting by some of that emotional stuff because I was definitely struggling emotionally. As you got through managing the initial emotion of it, how did you frame out your next steps? How did you decide when it was time to push? And did you consider taking shortcuts? Well, like I said, I uh, unfortunately I didn't have any um, any insurance with, with when, when the injury hit. So financially it hit me pretty bad as well. So I needed to kind of start making money pretty quick. So unfortunately... I made some bad calls and I started working and snowboarding before I was ready. So yeah, I did take some shortcuts. Part of that was to mask my emotions. I, I got to get back on the, on the horse, so to speak. And part of it was like financially. Um, and unfortunately, that definitely did a little bit of damage to my knee um, in my recovery. That slowed my recovery down. You know, there's um, there's lots of different, different things people can do to kind of uh, move through that emotionally and try to get it going. Some of the things that I did in, in planning is just try to get real, real key on, on the uh, PT, but more and so like my, it was important for me to do PT outdoors more than indoors. If I can do anything that I can do outdoors as far as PT, that was really, really good for me emotionally and also physically, where sometimes I just get bogged down if I was just doing physical PT indoors. Um, and uh, so, yeah, but uh, unfortunately at that point, then I started riding my bike up hills and that was too much for my knee too early. And again, that shortcut trying to push it too fast and too early really brought me back a couple steps with my injury. And, and now I'm still dealing with some of those effects today. Would you say you still have lingering effects emotionally and physically from this injury? Oh, absolutely. Um, so for physically, just starting out with like, yeah, I did push it too early, too quick, and uh, created a little bit of, um, I didn't have any arthritis in my knee before. Now I have a little bit of arthritis. Also pushed it too early with that quad tendon. And now there's some tendonitis in there as well, um, which slowed down the uh, the ability for my muscles, my quad muscles to fire, to build that muscle. So now it's twice as hard to build that muscle back up, which is obviously key to snowboarding. And then the flip side of that emotionally, yeah, Nick, you know, you rolling into the park and, you know, I blew up my knee doing backflips. So 
last year when I came back to New Zealand, I um, threw my first backflips again. And holy cow, that was a... that was an emotional day for me, you know, music, being by myself and trying going in to jump several times and bailing out of it because I was too scared, too scared, too scared. And finally, when I did it, I was so excited, just yelling, riding down the run. People looking at me like, why is this guy yelling? Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool to, to, to feel that emotional, um, you know, just flow through your body when, when you over, overcome that fear because that fear was, was absolutely there. And it's still there today. And it's still frustrating that I don't have the same pop and snap um, from that leg that I had prior to injury. So, so that's always going to be in my head. And I always use it as an excuse and kind of blame it. And that's, that's the emotional side is like I need to get away from that and just kind of deal with it. Yeah, it's, I, can, I can empathize. I can relate in some regards. I've, I can definitely relate to the physical side for sure. Um, I, had, I had a little knee injury, just, just meniscus, when I was back snowboarding when I was younger. And I didn't get it addressed for maybe about four years. And then it would just lock up and the knee would lock. The meniscus would fold over itself and it would be super, super painful. It would always swell. Finally, eventually, I got surgery on it to clean it up. And... A lot of the things you talk about are things that I remember feeling, obviously on a much smaller scale because I could get back to the snow much quicker, but being restricted physically and thinking, oh, I'm not going to be able to do the things I could do. I remember pushing too hard. I remember overshooting a jump and I didn't have full range left in my knee and I overshot the jump and I compressed and pushed the knee past its, past its, um, range of movement and I remember that set me back like three months that one jump I remember just being so upset with my decision to actually do that and I think that's something with injury you know like there's kind of twofold there's like yeah there's the emotional side and there's there's the physical side that you go through and then and then there's like the secondary emotional side which is when you do something that sets you back, you know, like there's, it's continuing. It's almost like a domino effect of emotions you have. And then you do something and it sets you back. And then that emotion, then you're upset that you did that and push yourself too hard. Then you're upset at yourself for being upset. And like, it's, it's really difficult to kind of manage that. And I I had a little bit of that, but nothing like what, what you've had. Anytime you have an injury in our industry, there are mental, there's physical elements There's fear that might set in, and there's also career impacts. And I think that's one of the biggest changes we see going from maybe snowboarding recreationally to snowboarding for a career is you're not just looking at how do you keep up with a pack in terms of your own ability, but also in in the career sense. What did you start looking at in terms of how you were going to keep up? Yeah, well, straight away, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be involved. I got my kind of my um, my toes in many different pools, so to speak. I'm, I'm fortunate to be involved in lots of different uh, committees and, and, and you know, um, groups and, and subcommittees and things like that through ASI and PSIA and, and also SBI and Z. So um, I started taking on very active roles with a lot of some some admin, some off snow projects and things like that, taking on some uh, some writing projects and things like that. So um, started trying to ramp that up more, more work in front of my computer than, than work on my snowboard really to try to stay engaged with those projects so I can try to stay engaged with the groups that I'm involved in. It's something that I've seen affecting my career in that when it was just a passion or a hobby or an activity, when I, when I was just snowboarding, Uh, It was one thing to lose a season. And it's another thing when it becomes your career. And 
uh, your your source of income. And I think it's something that most instructors can relate to is now you're not just losing your your passion or your outlet or your, your hobby, but you're losing your source of income. And I, I think it's mm-hmm. something that gets into some of the emotional impacts and, and different ways that people manage emotions. We're definitely going to have some episodes about managing fear and how to continue to progress even after setbacks like injuries in the future and how we as instructors continue to progress and evolve while still being safe and, and, and kind of protecting our career. Tony, would you say there's elements that you feel like being injured has actually knocked you back uh, in your career, like areas that you're still working to push forward in? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, like I mean, you guys know, like I do a lot of exams and a lot of training and stuff. And, and a lot of those exams are like level three or trainers or something, for example, things like that where you know you're expected to perform at a certain level and uh and when you go out and ride like I'll go out and ride and I'll do something and I feel like horrible and I'm not doing what I what I expected what I expect that I can do and then I get really frustrated and it becomes a domino effect and I just like the frustration overwhelms my physical ability and I have to like clear my mind and get out of that and just go to a happy place and then try try to you know perform again but absolutely it's a constant constant struggle and that's those are the things that I think about when I'm in the gym in the evenings trying to push through that that little bit of a you know, a little bit of fatigue or a little bit of pain and trying to get to that next level of um, trying to get strengthen that up. Can you think of any positive you've had out of this injury? I am, uh, I'm 120% more empath- empathetic to other people kind of uh, coming through injuries and not so much their injuries and their pain or their limitations or their physical injuries, but more about their f- mental frustrations of coming back from an injury like that is that's the real deal like when you're coming back and you're frustrated that you you're not getting what you once had and, and you have to wait for that to build that uh that weight is is a uh, pretty mentally intense tony thanks for joining us i think you know you've been one of the major contributors to the freestyle manual and the technical manual in the past and, and actually the source of some of our models on self-efficacy and managing fear and so it's really cool to hear you talk about that injury in a way that that's then impacted you and and kind of influenced you in the last few years and in your career thanks for having me guys okay so you just heard that interview with tony macri one of my main takeaways was that even after you have an injury you may think that oh i'm physically recovered even if you reach 100 percent recovery physically with an injury there's still a lot of mental or emotional baggage the actual effects of that injury can be a lot longer than just the physical effects. So really thinking about, I think that plays a lot into what we do as instructors, and it can be really easy to get hung up on injuries and things like that. So you've got to be strong physically, but you've also got to be strong mentally. I totally agree, Nick. I think about some of the injuries I've had, and even with some of those where, you know, I might not be at 100% physically, where, you know, maybe my knee still hurts, years down the road, there, there can be those long-term physical effects, but we don't talk about the emotional or mental effects nearly as much as we do the physical effects. I totally agree. And so if you're someone who's out there and you may be recovering from an injury, I hope this episode helped even in just the fact of listening to someone else who might be going through the similar things that you are or help you realize that, hey, maybe there are some other options if you're taken out. And let's say you're not able to be on snow, what are some other ways you can actually stay busy? What are some ways that you can stay involved with snowboarding? Whether this is a time you get to write an article and submit it to 32 degrees or some sort of publication. 
Maybe an injury is an opportunity for you to expand your current skill set so you can actually use those skills later in snowboarding in a different way. You can always try to make something out of out of an injury. You even heard Tony talk about one of the positives that he had coming out of his injury. And I think there are some positives. You got to look hard to find them, but there are positives. Yeah, I'd say that was my top takeaway from listening to Tony was that he found a way to keep his mind engaged, even though he was on the sidelines physically. I think that that is a great opportunity for you to go write an article or for you to find some other way to be involved. The organization's always looking for people that are passionate about skiing and snowboarding. And so if you're on the sidelines for a year, don't just check out. There's a great opportunity for you to put your time and your and your talents into a, another direction. This episode definitely sets us up well for future episodes on managing fear and other emotional sides of snowboarding, which I think is a direction we both really wanted to go. This is going to be a theme that's going to keep reoccurring. You're going to see us do a lot more with these type of things as we go later on. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please get in touch with us on any of our social platforms. And please stay tuned for next week's episode. Next week, we're going to share what we see as some of the top mistakes instructors make while teaching. Yep. So please stay tuned for next week's episode. All I Really Need to Know I Learned from Snowboarding is a podcast by me, Nick Alfieri. And me, Chris Rogers. If you have thoughts on this week's episode, we'd love to hear from you. You can continue the conversation with us and other listeners on our Facebook page. You can also email us questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to discuss at our email address, learnedfromsnowboarding at gmail.com. If you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe, write a review, and help others find our show. Thanks for listening.